Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Sheila Speaks, a podcast designed to educate, empower, uplift, inspire, and impact your life. Boy, do we have an extraordinary guest with us today. We have Worthy of Wealth, Women in Finance, Chief Coach, CEO of Goddess Day, Latasha Kennard. Hello, Latasha, and I'm going to call you Tasha. How are you today? I'm doing good, Sheila. How are you? I am good. Thank you so much for agreeing to be with us. My pleasure, really. Okay, good. Well, first of all, Tasha, uh, let's where are you from? Tell us where, a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? <laughs> so I am born and raised on the south side of Chicago, the dirty 130s, like really in the heart of the south side of the city. Um, and I started my journey to wealth right there. And I remember there were two decisions that I made when I was very young. When I was five years old, I decided that education was gonna be one of the most important things in my life because I looked around and I realized that I was reading all these books and I had access to none of the stuff that I read in the books. Mm. All I had access to was my block and that was it. And I realized that education was one way that I could have access to more. When I was 10 years old, I made the decision that I was gonna become a master of money. I was gonna learn the language of money. And by the time I was 13, I had more money than anybody else in my house, anybody else in my family. I was the bank of my family. The people who knew that I had the most money, they would come borrow money and I would just write it down and I would write the date down that they were- You're a loan shark too, go ahead. <laughs> that they, I didn't charge interest. I just needed to know when my money was gonna show up back into my, and I didn't even have a bank account at this time because guess what? My mom didn't have a bank account. My dad didn't have a bank account. We grew up in real poverty. So I didn't even know anything about that. But that's where I was able to learn some of my greatest lessons about money right there on the South side of Chicago. Amazing, amazing. And I, I was 25 minutes away from you in Gary, Indiana, oh, coming wow. back and forth yeah, to Chicago. Mm -hmm. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us, how did you come up with Goddess Day as the name of your company? I came up with Goddess Day because, you know, at first my company was called Start Young Financial and we've been around for almost 10 years now. And it started off as Start Young Financial. I was a millennial and it wasn't 10 years ago. It was nothing like it is now. Now there's a, a plethora of coaches and there's so many different resources and you can barely throw a penny without bumping into a coach. But back then there weren't a whole lot of resources and I felt an immense amount of pressure to model all of these quote unquote professional business businesses and these fortune 100 companies i felt that i had to model myself after them and when i renamed my company as goddess day it was a step in me reclaiming my own business identity and goddess day really represents that the goddess in me 
right? Or the power in me really acknowledges the power in you, your power, your ability to create your own financial future in the face of whatever circumstances may come your way. So it really speaks to the fact that in this space, there are no excuses. There are no powers to creating your future that are greater than you. And we leverage that sentiment throughout our coaching in general. Wow, that is really, really spectacular. And then I noticed that your uh, the when I was reading your website, your you know who you are and what you're about, worthy of wealth. Talk mm-hmm. to us about worthy. Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. So there's you know when I think about worthy of wealth, it, it takes me back to living on the south side of Chicago, right? And and part of the reason that I have radical responsibility and accountability as a part of my business model is because you don't get to be where I am from making excuses. You don't get to come from the south side of Chicago and be successful if making excuses is part of your identity. And so that has that has played a huge part in shaping who I am. And I remember one day, uh, me and my mom and my sister, we were taking the bus into Roseland. I don't know if you ever heard of the Roseland yeah. community, oh, but yeah. we were taking the bus. And back then it was bustling. It was like, you know, t- today it's, it's a little bit different, but in, in my small eyes back then, it was such a big deal. And we were going to the store and the sun was shining and I remember it literally burning the, my scalp because <laughs> my scalp was very well greased. <laughs> and my mom came down and she said, look, we going into this store and this is what I want you to do. Don't touch nothing. Don't look at nothing. Don't ask for nothing because you can't have nothing. And my little heart just mm. sank into my stomach because I was so hurt. You know, it was just the energy was off. I didn't really take the I didn't really get what she was saying I didn't get the gravity of that but I got the energy that was transmuted in that moment which was you can't have anything and I made that mean in that moment that my mom is going to make sure that I have the necessities I can have those but I can't have the things that I want and Mm -hmm. I've had and I've spent a lot of time transforming that conversation and I want people to know that you know you can transform those conversations that you've had you know that that have kept you in these negative financial cycles that have kept you doubting your worthiness that have kept you uh sabotaging yourself and I want them to know I want people to know that you can stop sabotaging your future now it is okay you are safe and you are capable of creating the financial future you want wow that's really that's you said a mouthful on that one because I, you know, it was seven of us and I know that conversation. Don't ask for nothing. <laughs> My mother once told us, lock the door. Somebody might come in here and kill us for not having anything. Wow. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And that scared me. I'm like, lock the doors. Make sure we lock the doors. So I, I, and you know, some of those conversations have a real impact on how we grow up and how we relate to wealth just money period but and and wealth is not just money but we can't even get to wealth because of the disempowering conversation we have about money so talk to us about our mindset our mindfulness in the wealth conversation tasha yeah so you know 
one of the things that you have to consider is that a lot of us, a lot of us have never seen the type of wealth that we want. We haven't necessarily seen it modeled in the way that we want to achieve it. And so when you think about how do you create something? How do you bring something into reality? The first thing that you have to be able to do is really visualize it. And the way that you get to be able to visualize, like we have our senses, we have our sight and our smell, all of these, and you know, sight is so dominant. And mm. so when you haven't been able to see the future that you want very clearly, it is very difficult to envision it and get it inside of your brain. You wanna get that picture in your brain so that you can start to manifest it and create it. And this is not, a lot of people hear that and they're like, oh, this is some woo woo conversation about money. But you know, if you study neuro-linguistic programming, you know that neurons that fire together, wire together and everything that you see in your experience right now, guess where it originated? In somebody's brain, that's where it started. And that's the same place that your wealth is going to start. So being very intentional about your mindset as it relates to wealth, uh, it came to a point where I was just, you know, unwilling to accept disempowering conversations. Even yesterday, I realized, like, I'm very comfortable with struggle right? I don't have to struggle anymore, but there's something in me that just like reverts back to struggle. I'm like, why am I doing this? Mm. Why? And it's like, okay, I'm releasing the desire to struggle. I'm releasing the necessity of, of struggle. I'm declaring that struggle no longer feels comforting to me. And you, that's how you have to get like, you know, a lot of times you are not even in the space to get in your brain yet. And so you just want to create an empowering conversation, right? The context isn't even there yet, but just start using different words. And then some of those words going to stick to something and start creating yes. an environment around you. And you just want to take it little by little. But the most important thing is be unwavering and unwilling to have this, to allow disempowering financial context to, or even conversations or mindsets to live inside of you. And, you know, those things have been programmed like they didn't come overnight. You've been you've been developing this disempowering conversation for years and decades. So be gentle with yourself. It's not going to be something that goes away overnight, but it can absolutely go away and it's going to require your attention. Yeah, that's really great, because not only years, but generations, we've been like, yes. that's, that's been the legacy that's been left, you know, that's. Yes. That's what you inherited. So those conversations, this is really good. You know, one of the things I noticed uh, when I went to your website and we will post your website or have you say your website uh, and post it uh, was you have lots of great structures, simple structures too, by the way, like some structures are to this or to that. Your structures are user-friendly. And they're really great. So talk to us about some of those structures about our revenue goals, our commitments, our budget. You talk a lot about a budget. So share with us some of that information that you have on your website. Sheila, you really have no idea how excited I get. Maybe you could see my face, but when you start talking about the simple structures that I have, like I pour my life into mm. creating 
simple financial structure. Sometimes I have clients that say this is too easy, but they do not understand the hours of engineering that went into making something that most people see as complicated that's gone into making it simple. And I actually have what we call our framework manual that go, that takes our coaches through the, the different frameworks that we use as a company. And I'll share one of them with you. One of the um, uh, frameworks that I use with clients is called a financial success trigger. A financial success trigger is something that you do in your day-to-day -day life that you can connect to something in your finances to help you be successful. So one of my favorite financial success triggers is every time you sit down on the bus, like if you, if you take public transportation to work, every time you sit down on the bus, you take out your phone, which you do anyway, but this time you check your bank app. So you wanna get, you get yourself in the habit, right? Something that you already do, you sit down on public transportation on your way to work, you pick up your phone, that's what you normally do. And what you wanna add to that is just looking at your bank app. When you put what you focus on is gonna flourish. So all just something so simple is putting your, your focus and your attention onto your bank app, that's gonna make a difference. And so now you can start to see like, what are the things that you're doing in your day-to-day -day life? So it, another one could be every time I get in the car, I listen to, positive money affirmations. When I get in my car and I'm on my way to my destination, I'm listening to positive financial affirmations, right? That's a financial success trigger. You can feel that, do something that you're already doing and just add um, something that would benefit your finances. Yeah. Uh, so those are, that's what a financial success trigger is for us. Do you want me to talk about budgeting at all? Yes, totally. Okay. Please. <laughs> so uh, the, the way that we start our budgeting framework is by having you really look at your mindset about budgeting. So you're not going to answer me, but answer yourself. When you think about budgeting, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? For some people, that's going to be restrictive. For some people, that's going to be, eh, I don't want to deal with numbers and you know, I don't have time. It's too much. There you go. There I can't you go. keep up. I, I don't have enough time is a big one. So whatever that is for you, just be aware of what that is. And what I want you to know is that your budget gives you power. A lot of people think that their budget is taking power away from them and it's taking money away from them, taking money away from stuff that they want to do. Your budget is giving money to you, but guess what? It's allocating it to your future, right? You want to be able to take care of yourself right now. That's nice. But what about you five, 10, 20 years from now? Are you going to take care of them too? That's what your budget allows you to do. It also allows you to, instead of putting money in everybody else's bank account and everybody else's cash register, what about you? Mm. You deserve some of that hard-earned money too. Put some yeah. money in your bank account intentionally. Yeah. You, you know, this is so great. What I hear is, you know, the kind of work you do as you build wealth is set that firm, solid foundation for having wealth and leaving that kind of legacy. Um, so mm -hmm. Tasha, tell us some of the, uh, this is just so rich and so good. Uh, tell us some of the 
top three to five things that you would have us do around our financial plan. Something that everybody out there who's listening, hello, wake up, wake up. This is you. You're building wealth. You're building it for your a legacy for your family for generations to come. You're you're we're all out to interrupt the status quo here, really. And so um, what would you say were the top three to five actions or things we could do now to forward our uh current situation in building wealth or and I'm really saying it you know I'm, I'm particularly picking these words accumulating mm-hmm. wealth you yeah. know because you know something I have a thing where I say Tasha you're either leaving a legacy or you're leaving a mess mm-hmm. and in many of our families unfortunately that's what we've left a mess and this is people who are very wealthy by the way some mm-hmm. to very poor it doesn't matter it goes from one end of the stratosphere to the other. So could you give us, you know, three to five or whatever in your own way, in your own words? What okay. do you have for us? <laughs> so I have four. Okay, good. And I'm thinking about you guys now, right? I know some of you need some low-hanging fruit, right? You probably, <laughs> you might have a lot on your plate and you're like, oh yeah. my gosh, this girl is about to give me some tips. Am I really going to be able to do this? And uh, yeah, you are. Okay, so good. In terms of low-hanging fruit, here's what I want you to do. Number one, <clears throat> excuse me, make sure that you're, you're looking at your banking app as frequently as possible, right? Connected to something, like I said before, that you're already doing, but just check your bank app. You're on your phone checking Facebook or checking Twitter or checking Instagram. Put the bank app next to one of those apps. Right. So when you go like, oh, yeah, let me look at that. Let me look at my bank app too. do that. And that's going to allow you to put some focus and attention on your money. You're going to start seeing it going up and down, up and down, down, down. And you're going to see that it it didn't come out of nowhere. It's connected to an action that you took. And then you're going to start thinking about those actions differently. Like, wait a minute, if I don't do this instead of my account going down, maybe I'll start to see it go up. So that's one thing. The, Hold on, let me just say something that's good. One thing, including your budget. Like if you got your budget, then you can start to examine what's working in your budget, what's not working in your budget. This is really, it's good for me. Look, I'm looking yeah. at this for myself. <laughs> Hello. But exactly. really, I, I hear what you're saying. So go ahead. Number two. Uh, I love this one because this one blows people's world. Like it blows their world up. All I want you to do is look at how much money you have in your bank account. And think about how much money you made for the year. That's going to send you somewhere. You're going to be like, wait one minute. You mean to tell me I made this much and all I have left is this much? Where did the money go? Mm. And I'm so glad you asked because that brings me to my third thing. Now, this is for my people. I know some of you out there are high achievers like me. You're planners like me. You're not afraid of getting into the details. Print your bank statement. Print your bank statement from the last three months, Mm. get you a highlighter and a pen and start seeing like, how I spend the most money here. Or, you know, every time I go to Target, I'll spend $200 or get up close and personal with your finances and start. I realized like I give away way more money than I ever imagined. I did my bank statement review uh, last month. And I always discover something new. You're going to find that you spend way more money on food than you think most people do. So that's one thing. Man, I got to say something about that one. 
That is, I am going to look for the last. So this is just us kind of getting started, confronting what's so. Yeah. And you know what? You know, when I get bored, I don't have to be bored. My favorite pastime is shopping. <laughs> but I'll go to TJ Maxx and say, oh gosh, I just need this one thing. So I'm going to go in here and get this one thing. It might be a candle. It might be, it could be anything. And then I'm going to just go in here real quick and come out. Last week when I went in to come out, it was like a hundred and fifty something dollars later. That's for something, I think what I bought was three, what I needed was $3 and 99 cents. And I was just like, then I justified it with Christmas and a few gifts here. And, but it was not on my budget. It was not what I walked in. I know I'm talking to y'all out there. It was not what I walked in there to do. So I am really going to take this on in 2022 because I'm committed that this be just a big year, like big, like transformative in every area of our lives. And I'm committed to the people who listens to Sheila Speaks that this is the case for you. You're listening because there's so much gold and so much juice and so much power in who we bring here that it makes, it transforms you and your life. All right, Tasha, what's the last one? That was so good. The last one is really simple. It is mm -hmm. just to create a budget, right? That means looking at your expenses, looking at your bills, looking at your debts, and then seeing after all of that is said and done, this is very important. How much do you have left over? A lot of people don't pay attention to how much they have left over. So guess what happens? They don't have anything left over because they made sure that it went somewhere, but they don't know where. <laughs> expenses and then bills and then debt and then see what do you have left over and the best thing you could do is if you really about that life you really about this transformation life start thinking where do I want that money to go do I want it in my savings do I want to start investing you know do I need an emergency fund what is it that you need to do and then start planning accordingly awesome just beautiful Tasha, this was just so good. I could talk to you all day about this, but what we're <laughs> going to do in wrapping it up, we'll have you come again in 2022. Um, you know, tell us and share with us all, what is it that you love about your life? And what is it that you love about where you are right now in life? That makes me a little emotional, you know? I I fought for this life, like tooth and nail. And I really created it. It didn't create me. Like it didn't come on accident. What I love most about my life right now is that my life is not about money and it's not about work. And it's, it's not, it's my life is about me getting very intimately connected with what makes me happy. Mm. <sighs> and I get, that's what my life is about. And yeah. I love adventures. I, I'm on an adventure every month. I'm on a new adventure. And I really love that for me. And, you know, working in business for me, it's not about the hustle. It's not about the grind. It's not about the toil. I do this work strictly from my heart. 
because people deserve to have financial freedom and people deserve to never have to worry about money again. And it is literally a natural extension of the abundance that mm. is in me. And so that's what I love about my life. I really get to be the expression of who I am in the world and have that be something that allows me to be able to have the adventures that I want. Beautiful. All of that. Well, thank you so much for being here. Tell us how to reach you. What's your website address? Yeah, you can find me over at uh, www.goddesstay.com. And um, on my website, you'll find a, there are two things you'll find over there. Number one, you can take our quiz and find out your wealth score and your financial personality. And you can uh, schedule a free consultation on my calendar. So you can look out for both of those things on my website. Tasha, thank you so much for being with us. Those of you who are listening, thank you so much for listening to Sheila Speaks. Make sure you share it with your friends and your family. God bless you. God keep you. Have a great rest of your day and rest of your life. Bye-bye.